what do you think is going to happen whenever God pours out His Spirit on a bunch of broken people, ex-dope addicts and all these things like that? Things that people cannot deny. I've seen that person with the needle hanging out of their arm. I've seen them rolling the pipe. I've seen this happen. And God has moved in their life and changed everything about them. That's going to be the revival that breaks out. Because you're not going to be able to deny it. You're not going to be able to deny that God hasn't moved in your life. That's that's the key to the whole thing. This is your moment. This is your moment. In time, this is your moment. Experience God's love and God's peace with us. See what God is doing for your neighbors at Crosspoint. Be blessed with today's broadcast. meeting with Pastor Mike before we ever started this meeting, before me and her was married, and, you know, I was sitting back there and we was talking, and he was talking about her, he said, uh, if I didn't catch on, she was going to leave, you know, she was latching on to God, and if I didn't jump on board, she, you know, she was going to go with God, and I'd get left behind, and it always kind of stuck with me, and, uh, you know, and I, I want to really talk about that tonight because I'm, I'm going to just be honest with you. God has shown me something. It's probably the most important thing I probably have ever figured out to be truthful. And we hear people talk about things all the time and tell us how to get closer to God and help us to understand things and help us to, you know, try to help us to become free in our lives of addictions or depression, anxiety. You know, and that's what we're all seeking. We're all speaking, seeking freedom. And uh, from something. It doesn't matter what it is because we live in a, a body of flesh. And we're going to be attacked. We're going to come against things. Things are going to come against us. And that's just, that's just a part of being alive right now. And, uh, but I wanted to show you something. And like I said, this is so important. Because God was really dealing with me about a certain passage of Scripture, which I'll read here shortly. But, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And... Uh, Man, I really have been thinking on that the past few weeks, and God has shown me something, and I want to share that with you tonight. I promise you, if you're seeking freedom from something, or you come here this week, I guarantee you something's been on your mind. You've been battling something. Something's been going on. Because like I said, we're all in the flesh. Tonight, we're going to find some freedom, amen? Uh, I taught him a message tonight, light the fuse, and... Uh, I promise you I'm going to set a bomb off in here tonight. I'm being serious. Hey, that's just how I roll. You know, I was sitting back there joking. I used to talk about like when I was in school. Like I was a character in school. I was always doing something. Getting in trouble, ISS, fighting something. Always. Always something. You know, and uh, I was sitting in class and I took a wire spool off from one of my notebooks and stuck it in the wall outlet. Just scared somebody I was going to shock them, you know. So I stuck it in the wall outlet and reached over and grabbed their arm. And I was like, ah, well, I can't. But... The thing was, that thing grounded off, and that spiral turned red, and it blew up, and sparks went up, burned people's hair, everything. I was getting ready to be expelled from school. I was sitting in the principal's office, and I'm just like, oh, man, you know, they're calling my mama. I'm going to get whipped. It was all bad. I'm just going to be honest with you. Luckily, I had to explain to them there was something wrong with that outlet. You know, something was bad wrong because it's not supposed to ground out. I wasn't touching the wire. The wire wasn't touching anything. You know what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> Max works in electricity, so he knows what I'm getting at. If it doesn't ground out to anything, I wasn't sticking it in both of them. I was just sticking it in one side, so it should have never done that. Something was wrong with it to cause that to happen, and they was able to find it. It kicked the breaker, all the stuff. They fixed it out. Luckily, I didn't get in trouble. But, you know, it, it could have been bad. <laughs> but, you know, I like to joke about stuff like that in saying that, you know, here, here's the thing. I can come to church and set off a bomb in church, and I won't get in trouble for it like what I would if I did in school. You know, it's just perfect for me to be up here doing this kind of thing, you know, because that's just the way God works. You know, I, even when I was young, carrying on and hooting and hollering and stuff, now I'm doing it in a different way, in a, in a caring, loving way. Uh, the passage of Scripture I chose to read tonight is in John chapter 8. I'm going to start reading at verse 31. It says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly, my, are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I'm going to pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this day, God. Lord, we thank you for all your blessings, Father. And Lord, right now I pray that you just take me out of the picture, Father. You speak only that which you wish to be spoken tonight and just use me as a willing vessel and that alone, Father. God, I pray that... Us, I know I'm seeking freedom. I mean, I, I've got things in my life. And anybody here seeking freedom tonight, God, I pray that this message finds a way into their heart, God, and that they're able to begin that trek of freedom, God, that you set them free tonight, Father. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want to touch on that. It's like, you know, when it talks about you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. I really get into, like, studying a lot of words and stuff in the Bible. And, and I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to put all this stuff together. I'm going to be honest with you. Most of the time stuff hits me, I'm sitting there with nothing in my hand. I'm, I'm crunching Bible scriptures through my mind. She'll be sitting there talking to me or trying to send me a TikTok or, like, laughing about this or something going on. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just, like, chilling, you know. I'm just, and I'm grinding something in my mind. And that happened today. And, and, and once again, I'm sitting in a recliner, and I about come up out of my skin. She was like, oh, what? you know, and I was just like, Whoa. I mean, I was starting to get excited, and it was just me and her in there, you know, and I'm just like, because God showed me something, you know, because I'm sitting here thinking about this, and I'm thinking about that passage of Scripture said, you know, uh, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I, we're all sick of freedom, like I said, and it said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm sitting here, and I'm crunching all these together. You know, and I'm starting to get a little bit here. We get into John chapter 8, and he's talking about how it's his word. And I'm going to go back to that real quick. <clears throat> and I'm just going to say, if you continue in my word. In the last verse I read, I said, I know you're Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. And then I get to questioning some things. I'm like, okay. Now, I understand that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Hey, we can pray for things, and God can deliver us, and we can walk around saying God has set us free, and that, that is the honest of God's truth. But I'm going to show you something tonight that will set you free from everything. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's addiction, depression, anxiety, PTSD, I don't care, because this is the most important thing I will ever say to you. When Mike was telling me that she was going to grab a hold of God, and if I didn't get on board, that she would leave me behind, 
And God would leave me behind and I would be sitting back here by myself. I finally understood what he was talking about just in the past day or two. It had to do with intimacy. It had to do with she was in an intimate relationship with God. And if I didn't get into an intimate relationship with God, I was going to be left behind. Okay, and I've, I've known it. I've heard preachers say, you need to be intimate with God. You know, you need to be in, intimate with God. You know, I'm, I'm reading the Bible. You know, I'm, I'm trying this, and I'm wanting to get closer to God. And, you know, I feel His Spirit, and we see gifts of the Spirit, and people working in the gifts of the Spirit, and we see all this stuff, but yet something's always been missing. You know, and that was the hard thing for me is because I still face things. We're all going to face things, but you know what? There's going to come a point in time in your life where you're going to remember what was said here tonight, and you're going to look back when you're facing something, and you're going to be like, you know what? And I'm just going to say that you're going to have a smile on your face because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But you will have a smile on your face and understand what I'm talking about, okay? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? And he also said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He didn't say the way will set you free. He did not say the life will set you free. He said the truth will set you free. And that's what God really started showing me and speaking to me. Because you know what? There's a way we can live. We can live like other Christians live, but it don't set us free. We can have a life like other Christians have, but it does not set us free. What is it that sets us free? It is the truth that sets us free. And then he's talking about his word. Oh, man. The Bible says when we worship him, we worship him in spirit and truth. Here's the key to all this. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, it says there, there are three people talking in heaven. Okay? I want you to catch this. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say that they are one. Jesus is referring to the Word here, and I'm going to skip up to chapter 14. I'm going to read a few verses right here because this is going to really pull it together. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And you, in 14, I'm going to skip up to verse 16. I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see Him or know Him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And in verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and will come to him and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. <clears throat> and I'm going to skip over into chapter 15. It says in verse 13, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all th uh, into all the truth, for he not, will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. I put two and two together with all this, okay? I started to understand that, you know what? God's Word, the, the Logos Word of God and the Rhema Word of God, the spoken Word of God and the written Word of God, look, this Bible right here, we, people talk about all the time, you get in the Bible, you'll be set free. I, I agree. I do. I'm not going to deny that. But there's a secret to it. This is the inspired Word of God 
penned through men by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's the secret. When Jesus talks about he had to go away so that a helper could come, that helper he was referring to is the Holy Spirit. We read about in Acts chapter 2 when it descended, you know, and the Holy Spirit came. Things changed. Jesus also talked about these things will you do in greater in my name when the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And man, I'm telling you, this is what really started getting me and started getting me in this place because all Jesus is saying through all this right here, he's telling us that, look, I want you to be intimate with me. You know, and that's what really got me because I start thinking about like intimacy and stuff. And in our minds, we think about intimacy all different kind of ways. All right. But what I really got into, and I was actually talking to Mother Sister Michelle, she's run Levi over to the funeral home. But, you know, it really hit me when she was talking about something. And I'm like, I'm going to use that. I have to. I've got to use that. Because she's starting to talk about like conversations and everything. She was like reading text, and, and I'm not going to get in a lot of details of it, but you know, you could start seeing where texts were starting to get kind of intimate because they start asking each other how each other's days were going. The first thing they did in the morning was when they woke up is they sent a message. And then I'm sitting there thinking, that's what it is. That's what I've been missing. You see what I'm saying? If I want to be intimate with God, He needs to be the first thing I think about when I wake up. That's, that's just a fact. And if I get intimate with God, and then I start walking in the power of that Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, that's when true freedom comes. That's what everybody's been missing. And I, God has shown me this, because y'all have heard me talk about that. I really feel, and I feel this from the bottom of my heart, that revival's going to break out through a meeting just like this. It may even be this meeting. I pray to God that it is, but if it's not, I pray to God that it happens and happens soon, because we need it. We need it to happen. There's nothing more than a bunch of broken people getting together, feeling the power of God, and the power of God moving in their life, and something start happening. That's when change comes. So I'm sitting here, you know, and I've, I've, I've been to church off and on my whole life. I've heard all kinds of sermons. I've, I've read books. I've done all kinds of stuff. You know what? For once, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying those things are good, but for once I stepped to the side. I just literally stepped to the side because what God has literally been trying to show me for months that I'm just now getting is I know how it's going to happen. And I'm not just saying that to be cocky or anything like that up here. I'm not. I'm literally not. Because, you know, when we were re reading in the Bible and we start talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, that word, and I've mentioned it before, it's dunamis, Okay. Now, when Jesus was, he operated, and whenever he was healing people, and it was talking about Jesus' power, it was that word dunamis. When the woman touched the hem of his garment and had a blood issue for 12 years and was healed miraculously, instantaneously, he said, I felt dunamis leave my body. I felt power leave my body. And then when he refers to the Holy Spirit coming and those things that we will do and do greater, he's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, but I believe in the gifts of the Spirit operating with the power of the Spirit. Because, see, the power of the Spirit, you can't deny. Now, somebody operating in a gift, you can sit back and go, you know, that might not be, I don't see how that, I don't know, you know. But somebody that's operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the gift of the Holy Spirit, you can't deny it. Do you want to know why? Because something happens. A miraculous change happens. When you see somebody get saved and you see somebody get delivered, you see a change come over them from one day to the next. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit that's going to be poured out in the last days. Gary was talking in his message last week about live ready. And man, we have to. 
We have to live ready to be ready for that outpouring because it's coming. And I'm telling you, it's coming soon. That dynamite, when I'm talking about setting off a bomb and lighting the fuse, the fuse that we light is our intimate relationship with Jesus. Okay? We can, we can search this way and that way. We can go down this path and that path trying to find just a little peace. Trust me, I've done it. I've been down every path I know. And every single one of them led to, the, to death, really. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm seeking a little peace from this, a little peace from that, and it's just all, all this weight on me. I feel like the whole weight of the world's on my shoulders, and I can't pack it no more. I try to explain to people, look, you don't understand. This is what I'm going through. And they're just like, chill out. It'll be okay. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be okay. It is definitely not going to be okay. You don't understand. And I try to explain more and more and more, and I'm pouring myself out, and nothing's happening. You get into that intimate relationship with God. Let that power start flowing. I'm telling you, things will change. I promise you things will change. And you know, there's one thing I want to say. When I referred to my wife earlier about, you know, when we met with Mike and him telling me that, and I finally got it, he was referring to she was in an intimate relationship with God. We went to her aunt's funeral this weekend. Actually, yesterday, it was, we had to leave church early. We was able to be here right as it started and had to leave. I know a whole lot about her. She's told me a lot. And look, I look at my life, and I've had things happen in my life that, you know, it probably makes some of you just sick at your stomach. Most of us have. We've all had something happen. We have something that just totally we think about all the time and we ruminate about it, something bad, something horrible, something terrible, you know. And I'm sitting here and I'm going through all these things that I've been through and, you know, I realize I'm, I'm causing problems in my, own, in my own relationship because of things I've been through in my past. And then what God showed me is like, I know you don't care for me doing this. I love you. The more I learned about her and the more I learned of some of the things she's been through and some of the things that she's had to fight in her life, I don't understand how in God's world she ever got clean. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand it. I do now. Most definitely do now. Because I'm just like, how in the world? How are you even still here? I don't understand. And I'm looking at my stuff as being some of the most horrible things ever because that's the stuff I dealt with. And then I start looking at things from a different viewpoint, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then I start realizing it's because she got into an intimate relationship with God. She couldn't change the way her life had led. She couldn't change things that's happened to her in her life. But once she got intimate with God, things started changing. I would like to say that I was so good-looking that, you know, she just she had to have me, that she cleaned her act up and all this kind of stuff. No, it, that may be a part of it. If it was, it was God orchestrating that. You know, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I like cutting up a little bit and being funny, but I'm just speaking the truth to you. Nothing I could have done would have got her to where she's at right now. At all. God spoke this message to me through my wife. Here's the key. This is what I love about this whole thing. That word dunamis we talk about, is where our modern word dynamite comes from, okay? Uh, it's really interesting. Because I start looking it up, and God's really showing me this stuff. 
And I'm talking about, you know, people that come to this meeting are people that seeking freedom, right? I mean, we're seeking freedom in some way, shape, or form. And God's sitting there, and he's talking to me about, you know, like the 4th of July and fireworks and the fuse and the dynamite and stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's an Independence Day message. This ain't a message for a Monday night. You know, I mean, it's a life recovery meeting. People are struggling with addictions. People are struggling with depression. People are struggling with life in general, you know. And God's like, hey, look, I'm going to set my people free every single day. It don't have to be an Independence Day. But what he wanted to show me had to do with the fireworks and that kind of stuff. So I got me a little makeshift, you know, fuse up here. I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but it's just, that's what I'm talking about lighting. I mean, this is a cool little thing right here. You know, <laughs> now you're awake. Oh, man, up here, Bubba. I'll clean that up later. <laughs> but I have your attention now, don't I? Seriously. Some of you wasn't ready for that boom, the pop, the confetti. Listen, that's the way dynamite works. You can't deny that it happened. That little boom right there and that stuff, you can't deny that that did not happen because it did. It made some of you jump out of your skin, just like I jumped out of my skin today. God set off a bomb in me just like I set off a bomb in the church. But you want to know something even more interesting, and oh my God, I'm telling you right now, this is setting me on fire. Because we got people, and I'm not... Please understand, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about church as a whole. Not this church, any church, whatever. But I want you to understand something. We have churches that are praying for revival, and that's great. They're working in the gifts, and that's great. But they're like them little snap pops. You know what I mean? They're one pop over here, one pop over here. It gets a few's attention. When God's wanting to set off a bomb, when He pours out His Spirit, it's going to be like a bomb. You're not going to be able to deny that somebody got healed. You're not going to be able to deny that somebody got set free. You're not going to be able to deny it. Because it's going to be a bomb going off. It's going to be an explosion. And here's what gets really cool. Ooh, I love this part. You know what dynamite's made of? Can anybody tell me? Two parts. Mm. Nitroglycerin's one of them. You know what the other part is? The term they use is dope. Swear to God, it is literally dope. It's an absorbent that helps to cause the explosion to go even bigger and further. They tried using something called GUHR in the early tests and trials of it, but it kind of withheld it. It absorbed the heat from it, and then the blast wasn't as big. And that's what God showed me. He's like, this is what's been happening. This bomb I've been trying to set off. It started off over here and over here. And I've been trying to set the thing off, but we didn't have the right people. We didn't have the right people that was coming in seeking me, that was wanting to get into an intimate relationship with me. And then next thing you know, they're using something that they called dope back in the 1860s. Now, <laughs> catch this. In the nitroglycerin factories, that's how they found out that nitroglycerin could, glycerin could be used as a heart medicine. Because people that was suffering heart failure and angina, they, their heart and chest wouldn't be hurting while they was at work through the week. And then once they got home during the weekend, they, everything started coming back, and then they started raising questions about it. Now it's a medicine that's widely used. So there's healing. There's freedom. What 
What do you think is going to happen whenever God pours out His Spirit on a bunch of broken people, ex-dope addicts and all these things like that? Things that people cannot deny. I've seen that person with the needle hanging out of their arm. I've seen them rolling the pipe. I've seen this happen. And God has moved in their life and changed everything about them. That's going to be the revival that breaks out. Because you're not going to be able to deny it. You're not going to be able to deny that God hasn't moved in your life. That's, that's the key to the whole thing. You know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. I'm just like, in, in meetings like this, people that's truly seeking some type of freedom without coming in and being drawn this way and drawn that way, getting into His Word, understanding that His Word is truth and His Word is spirit. And His Spirit inside of you is what sets you free. It's the truth that sets you free. Once the truth starts setting you free, that's when bombs are going to start going off. Oh, man. That's the whole key to it. We set off fireworks on the 4th of July. Why? To celebrate our freedom. Isn't it amazing how God works? I mean, fireworks and stuff like that's the symbolic of our freedom. Little bombs going off is symbolic of our freedom. God sending the power of the Holy Spirit to abide within us, not just with us. See, that was the whole key to it. While Jesus walked the earth, He called disciples and stuff like that. But He, he told us, He said, if you do my words and believe them, then you're all my disciples. And my word is within you, but if, if you disregard it, my word's not in you. His spirit, his word, it's all one. We just, I just showed you that. And that's the key to everything I'm wanting to get out tonight. Because true freedom comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it will set bombs off in your life. And it will explode any kind of attack the enemy's throwing at you. I promise you. That's, just, that's, that's the whole thing. And I'm sitting here, I wanted to set off a really big bomb. You know me? I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. You know, look, I used to interpret Scripture and I'd study the Bible. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I thought I was something else. I really did. You know, I could find little nuggets and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, look what I found. Look what I found. And I denied the whole fact that God was giving it to me. You know, and I, I was looking at it as myself. And... I interpret scriptures way different than I used to. Because you know what? I mean, we can come into church or we can come into a meeting like this and, and it can just be this over and over and over and over until Jesus comes back. Or we're dead and gone and the next group's doing it. That, that's the whole thing. I don't want this just to be a meeting people come to on a Monday. I want people's lives changed. I want them set free. I want them delivered. I want them filled with the Holy Spirit. I want them moving in the promises that God has for them. I want you walking in the promises that God has for you. And His promises are found in His Word. It's found in His truth. It's found through His Spirit. The Spirit interprets the Word inside of us. And we begin living it. We begin living that power. That's the key to it. That is the key to it. You know, so I'm, I'm like... I can see what's going to happen. I, I start to understand it. You know... It's more than just getting saved. I mean, it's all about threes, if you think about it. You've got the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, way, the truth, and the life. It took three days. You know, I told Jordan, or Joshua to wait three days before crossing the Jordan. It's all about, I mean, because I get really into numbers and stuff like that. You know, and I don't interpret Scripture like I used to anymore. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Here's how I used to interpret Scripture. 
Jesus talking to the people, and he's like, you know, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And I say to you, turn the other cheek. You know how I interpreted that? After I got done showing this end of my hind end, I would show that end of my hind end. Literally, you know, I, I'm going to be a butt, and I'm going to show the other side of my butt. That, to me, that was turning the other cheek. you got to do it, do it right, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, and I can laugh about it and joke about it and cut up about it, but that's the thing. It's like, that's not, we know that's not what it's talking about. It's me trying to be funny, okay? And that's the whole fact of the matter is like, I can, I can get in here and I can twist a bunch of stuff around to fit whatever I want it to fit. I have that talent, trust me. But for God to show me what it truly means is a whole other thing. And now, now I'm sitting up here knowing that the biggest thing I can do in my life right now is, is even more than reading it. It's more than coming to church. It's more than coming to a Monday Night Life Recovery meeting. It's more than anything that I ever thought possible. It's more. It's all of it building up inside of me. Allowing that freedom. Because see, when I told you earlier there's going to come a point in time where you're going to look back and you're going to remember what I talked about tonight and you're going to smile. Oh my goodness. You want to know what it is? Listen, sometimes when I come under attack, I'll get so depressed. I'll get so anxious. I'll, I'll, I'll be so mad, so upset. I'm just ready to blow up on anybody and everybody. I'll start taking things out on my wife. i start taking things out on my kids. i take it out on my dad. i take it out on my church. i take it out on anything close to me. i just start releasing all this stuff that's built up because there's nothing in me to fight it off. And that's what God showed me. I got to be full of the Holy Spirit and His Word and the Spirit and truth to fight all this stuff off. Once I get to that point in my life where I'm in such an intimate relationship with His truth, then I found freedom. And when the enemy comes at me, I can be walking along like this and smile, knowing that a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. No weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. I can have life and life more abundantly. I can start walking in all the promises that God has for me. It's more than just reading that scripture and posting it up on your refrigerator and reading it to yourself every day. It's for that scripture to come alive. Man, it's so important. And I've talked about things like that, and I'm just like, God, I need, to, I need this. I need this in my life. I need freedom. Man, I don't want to be a bond servant anymore because you know what? When you're in bondage to something, Jesus said in that scripture I was reading in John chapter 8, we, we become slaves to sin. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to change that word slaves to bond servants. Not for any other reason than to, to the truth of what it was back then. It wasn't actual slavery and stuff like that. That's not what it was. It was somebody that was a hired servant in a household. And if they got fired, they got moved out of the household. And that's what Jesus is referring to in John chapter 8. Okay, it was like a bond servant, a hired servant. They made a living doing it. Okay, you had Ishmael and Isaac. It was, it was a, a, a perfect example of that. Ishmael was cast out. Isaac could live at home. Here's the secret. The Bible tells us that a, a, a good man, a good father, will build houses and store up riches to leave his kids and his grandkids. I'm like, that's hard. I mean, that is hard. I, I can barely even buy a house on my own, a car. I can barely even buy food. 
I mean, ever since they took the dollar menu away from McDonald's, I'm broke. Lord God, help. You know what I mean? How am I supposed to buy houses and store up riches to leave to my kids, and not only my kids, but my grandkids? I'm like, okay, something's not right with this. You know, I'm, I'm starting to question things. No, it's absolutely right. That is what it's talking about. Do you know why? Because that's what Jesus is referring to. You know, when I am in you, I will never leave that house. A, a bond servant, a hired servant, sin, it, it's got to go. It can go. It's not always going to be there. But when that intimate relationship with Jesus comes, everything else is out. It's a whole new beginning. It's a whole new creation. It's a whole new life. And it's all got to do with the truth. I prayed and prayed and prayed for the past week. I'm like, God, what is the truth? What is the truth you're referring to? If we will know the truth, then the truth will set us free. And this is what he showed me. It's his word, yes, but it's his word alive through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit penned it. The Holy Spirit inside of us. The Bible and life growing in us. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I've been trying to do that. I really have. Like I said, I've listened to a lot of sermons. I've read the Bible a lot. I've, I've done a lot of things, reading books and stuff, and I, I hear little bits and pieces of all this, and when it all comes together, like I said, like that bomb, man, that's when it, oh my goodness. I love it. I love God's Word. I love His promises. You know, I love when I get to walk in the promise a little bit. He's like, you don't have to just walk in it a little bit. You can walk in the fullness of it. And then I'm like, oh, wow. You know, here's the thing. It's hard. Life's hard. One thing I've grown up around here, and like I said, there's nothing for people to do, especially kids. Okay, if you've ever been in any type of addiction recovery or anything like that, has anybody ever heard of the rat park? Good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to share this with you because this is important. This was a study done decades ago. Uh, you know, they use rats to do studies on different things that relates to humans because rats are social creatures just like humans are, okay? That's, that's good. We got that. Said and done. They did a study on rats where they would put opiate-infused water in regular water, and they'd have its ra two rats in a cage, and eventually the rats would start drinking the opiate-infused water, and they would drink only that water until they overdosed and died. So they come up with a clinical diagnosis that you know, addiction is a use disorder. Once you use, you're addicted, and it's seeking out a pleasurable feeling. I had a lot of problem with that. You know, you can even, there's a, a book called the DS-5 where they list, list mental health disorders and stuff like that. You know, it's not mental health disorders, man. I know we got a lot of stuff going on in our head, but it's attacks from the enemy is what it is. Classify it for what it really is. I mean, just, just be truthful about it here, Okay. Then I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, and, and God bless this guy for doing the study that he did with this rat park, which I'm getting to share with you. Because the whole point of the meeting that we're doing here has got to do with the fact that, you know, there's some root cause. There's something that could have happened in our life, some trauma, something bad. I don't know what it is. I know my traumas are different from everybody else's traumas. But I started realizing when I got clean 
and I start looking back and reflecting on things in my life that I wasn't seeking a pleasurable feeling. There wasn't nothing pleasurable about getting high except for the fact that the stuff I was dealing with in my head went numb. That feeling was pleasurable. So I guess you could kind of say it was chasing the pleasurable feeling. Excuse me. Here's the thing. We're all adults in here for the most part. So I'm going to put it like this. People who become alcoholic, there millions and millions of people have tried alcohol. Only a small percentage of them ever actually become full-fledged alcoholics. Same way with drugs. A lot of people tried drugs and never tried them again. But the people that's tried drugs or tried alcohol that got that numbing feeling because traumas that's not been healed in their past, they continue to use because they found some type of freedom. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I say, you could be addicted to TV, social media, sex, all kinds of stuff. Like I say, we're adults in here, so I'm going to put it like this. Here's the thing. If it was all just seeking out pleasurable feeling, then everybody who tried alcohol would become an alcoholic. Everybody who's tried drugs would become a drug addict. Here's the thing. We were created. We were created to procreate. So, like sex, for example. Okay? And I'm just going to put this out here. It feels good. Okay? It's a gift from God. I'm just being honest with you. Nobody's going to do that and be like, ah, no, nah, that's all right. I don't, I don't like it. And, I, you know, some people may. <laughs> I mean, but... <laughs> God help me. That's embarrassing. Any normal person wouldn't do that. <laughs> there we go. Amen. That would be classified as a use disorder. <laughs> okay, back to the rat part. All right. <laughs> the whole point I was trying to make is like, when you try something that, that, that does feel good, I mean, and being humans, we're going to be drawn to certain things that, we can, that we'll continue to do in order to live. You know, we eat a certain food, we're going to like that food, and we'll continue to try it. You know, but it's not like that with drugs or alcohol. It's all got to go back to that numbing feeling that we get. We feel like we get healed from something in our life. But it's just a temporary thing. What I'm trying to say is, is what God's wanting to do is permanently heal. Okay? He's wanting to permanently take residence inside us through our intimate relationship with Him and heal our life and heal our souls. And when we start allowing that to happen, that bomb's going to go off and the revival's going to break out and people's going to go crazy like, I want some of that. You know what I mean? This is going to happen. It's going to be that revival that breaks out. The whole deal with all this was with the rat part, this guy that done that study, you know, he's like, it's not done. This study's not done. It's not right. I mean, you put two people in a small cage with absolutely nothing. All they got to do is get high. Of course they're going to drink the opiate-infused water till they're dead. And that's what they did. So he furthered the study. He, he built a cage 200 times larger than the cage that they was in. And, man, this is really interesting. He put the regular water, the opiate-infused water, and he put 20 mice and rats in there, 10 males, 10 females. He put wheels for them to run on, multicolored balls for them to play with, areas for them to be able to mate and raise litters and just be life, have life. None of them 20 rats ever went to the opiate-infused water. And then he put rats that had been in the smaller cage that was drinking the opiate-infused water into that cage, and they did for a little bit, but they eventually stopped and quit drinking the opiate-infused water. 
and they were just normal rats. No longer drug-addicted rats, you know? <laughs> I know that sounds really bad. Anyways, <laughs> wow. There's a key to that. It was that social interaction that they had. And it's so bad, that, you know, Muhlenberg County's got this reputation of being Methenburg and stuff like that. But that was the key to it, you know, with like the glycerin in it and how it's like a medicine and it provides healing. And, you know, it's 40% glycerin and 60% dope. I got a feeling there's about to be a lot of healing going on with a lot of people that's on dope that's going to bring about a revival. That's what God's showing me, okay? And it don't have to just be dope. Dope's classified as anything. Back when I was little, when they talked about dope, they was talking about weed, you know? I mean, it's something totally different now, obviously, but, you know, it's just got to do with anything that alters your mind is the way I'm referring to it, you know. But the whole key to that was is I start looking into that social interaction. Well, they built clinical studies based off of that, and now we have NA, we have AA, we have a life recovery meeting on Monday nights where we get together and we can talk and we can hear the Word and we split off in a group sometimes and, you know, we, we, we share things about each other and, you know, stuff about our lives, and that social interaction helps with addiction, and it most definitely does. But the key that we miss is God's provided us a way to have a social interaction with Him. That's all we ever needed from the get-go. I, I was dumbfounded. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was completely dumbfounded to know that all I had to do was, you know, when I woke up in the morning, not worry about what was going to happen at work that day. Not worry about this. When I, as soon as I woke up, good morning, God. I love you, and I'm thanking you for a wonderful day. <laughs> seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Basically, seek ye first God, an intimate relationship with Him. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. That's the promises. That's the truth. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Gary, if you don't mind to put something on. Like I said, I wasn't going to go for a long time tonight. Uh, we got to head over to the funeral home and everything, but I just want to, everybody, if you would, just stand to your feet. <clears throat> I don't ever close out a service without prayer or giving people an opportunity to be prayed for. But most importantly, I don't ever want to close out a service without giving somebody an opportunity to know Jesus, number one. Because that's the most important thing, and we all know that. That is the most important thing we'll ever be faced with. And it's beautiful. It, it starts, it lights that fuse. Man, I'm tired of the enemy. I'm tired of his attacks. I'm tired of the way he attacks churches and families. I'm tired of all of it. Man, but God's given us the victory, and I'm just now figuring out how. I'm 43 years old and just now figured this out. It's like I said, God will speak to me things like this and, and it will correct things in my own life before I ever get up here and share it with you guys. Ever. Ever at all. I've said it. Half the time I come up here I need to wear steel toe boots because I'm stomping my own toes. Because I'm going to be honest with you, like she said, it's been a hard week, man. I, I went through a lot of stuff this week. She's went through a lot of stuff this week. And I felt like I felt like I was the pimple on the Dr. Pimple Popper show. You ever felt like that? Just all that pressure, man. From all sides. Now start remembering Scripture. You know, it's good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Man, God's promises. If you would tonight, just bow your head.
If you're here tonight, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand. If you would like to accept Jesus tonight and allow Him to be the Lord of your life and start an intimate relationship with Him, just simply raise your hand and put it back down. Okay. If you're here tonight and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior before, but you've drifted away and you've gotten lack and you don't feel like you're in that intimate relationship that you need to be in, that you're wanting a life and you're wanting to have life more abundantly, and you need to rededicate your life and give it back to Him, all I'm going to do is simply ask you to raise your hand and put it back down. Amen. Is there anybody else? What I'm going to do... <clears throat> I'm going to lead in a prayer... If, ever, if everyone would, just follow along with me. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me to be in that intimate relationship with you. I ask for forgiveness where I failed you and I have sinned and I've wronged others and myself. I ask for forgiveness for all those things. And I thank you for dying on the cross so that I might be saved. I give you the glory, the honor, and all my love. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I want you to take tonight, if, if I know I've seen some of you come in a little bit late, this message will be online. Share it, post it, whatever. Look, God has got something He's wanting to do. I'm telling you, I would not be up here wasting my time doing this. There's, I wouldn't. I'm going to be honest with you. If I hadn't been in even a little bit of an intimate relationship with God and knew that God was going to do something, I wouldn't waste my time with it. Most of the people that has known me and grown up around me, that has known me very well, knows that no, Michael, he, he's, just, he's a running gunner. It either goes the way he wants it to go or he's out. That's the way I've always been. I, I, I'm just being truthful, you know? And I don't have to be that way no more. I don't. Because now I understand that there's promises of God. There's promises of God I don't even know yet. God's going to give it all to us. He's going to give it all to us through His Spirit and His power. Amen. If you're here tonight, like I said, if you need prayer for anything, I'm going to stick around for a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to keep you. If you guys want to stick around and talk and break off, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I said, we're not going to be able to because we've got to go to the funeral home and everything. But I just want you guys to know I love you. And I'm always here for you. And Ashley's always here for you. We do this because we've experienced this power. We've experienced that dynamite. And I'm telling you, it's way more than dynamite that's coming. I promise you. Amen. I love you guys. If you need prayer, like I said, we'll be up here. Thanks for watching today's broadcast. 
If you were encouraged today or made a decision for Christ, let us know by visiting our website. I really feel, and I feel this from the bottom of my heart, the revival is going to break out through a meeting just like this. It may even be this meeting. I pray to God that it is, but if it's not, I pray to God that it happens and happens soon because we need it. We need it to happen. There's nothing more than a bunch of broken people getting together, feeling the power of God, and the power of God moving in their life, and something start happening. That's when change comes.